Welcome to The Job, where we discuss tips and strategies for reducing stress and preventing burnout in the police. I'm Johnny Bevan and I'm the Police Burnout Coach and currently a serving police detective with 16 years experience in a variety of roles ranging from uniform policing, proactive squads, covert policing and child protection. I'm going to be sharing proven strategies on how to reduce anxiety, eliminate overwhelm, stop procrastinating and worrying what other people think so that you can become more productive and bring calm and balance to your life no matter what you're faced with. We're also going to talk about how to build trust and confidence in yourself so you can stop needing constant reassurance and validation from others to know that you're doing a good job. Working in the police doesn't have to be stressful and I'm going to show you how. So let's dive in. In the police, we do a fantastic job, don't we? It doesn't always seem like it and we get lost in it. And I certainly lost my motivation back in probably you know, 2018, lost my motivation, my drive, my passion for it. Um, and I realised actually I was just approaching it all wrong. I was working, working, working. I was driven by this sort of uh, quite negative energy and it just at times just burnt me out. But what I've realised is that people need us. And because people need us, that is exactly why we should be looking after ourselves. Because we've all heard the analogy, you can't pour from an empty cup, and we hear it, and then we go, yeah, but I'll just go and work a bit harder. And actually, it's so important, because we, we work so hard because we want to help these people, but then we never take a rest, and we never sort of recuperate, we never take that time for ourselves, and then what happens is we're not in the game for very long. And we, we become sort of we, our productivity drops because we're getting tired, and then suddenly we think we can't do this anymore, and then we remove ourselves from the environment that we really like. And this is what I found with child protection. I thought I'm actually really quite good at this. I've got a lot of passion for it, but I lost that. And then when I sort of remove myself from it for a bit, I really quite missed it. And then people feel guilt. And I realised a lot of it was just because I wasn't taking care of myself. I wanted to be that one that was first back in the office after working a 15, 16, or as I've just done a 19-hour shift. I want to be the first one back in. And and not taking lunch breaks, you know. It was a great thing to say for me that I'm taking a lunch break for 10 years and all this sort of stuff. Actually, what I realised was all of that just is what eventually made me want to remove myself from that environment. And then we haven't got longevity in it, and then we think it's the job that's done it. But what I've come to realise is actually it is down to us. We don't wait for someone else to say, take a, take a break. We have to recognise when we need that rest. And it really struck home for me the importance of this when I was speaking to someone and I'd just done a, a long shift. They weren't in the police. Um, I'd done a long shift. And they said to me, they didn't know what I did. And they said, well, what do you, oh, I've got the day off. And I was like, no, 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 I'm just going back into work. I just finished like three o'clock this morning. And then he said, oh, what do you do? I said, work on child protection. And he just said, yeah, we're dealing with something at the moment. And he was someone that had experienced uh, involvement from the police and social services when they were younger. And actually hearing the impact that the police and social care had on him was huge. I suddenly realised, actually, this is why we do it, and we forget this. You know, we get caught up in the 
deadlines, the CPS memos, and all the thick of the thin, all the small things in the, the niche problems, our systems that aren't working as we think they should do, and custody times and all this, and we suddenly forget, actually, we're having a massive impact on people, and they don't, you know, we may move on to the next case, but these, this is people's lives. They remember this forever. And I used to hear that and then think I had to work even harder. But actually I realised that was really what was going wrong. Because what these people really needed is for me to take care of myself so that then I can be more available for them. And listening to this person was like, he remembered the names of the police officers. He remembered the names of the social workers. And we're talking years later, years and years later. And one thing that sort of really struck me was when he said the social worker sadly took his own life and I thought how sad is that this person that helps people and is there to make people's lives better and let's be honest anyone in social care or the police they're not really doing it for the money <laughs> you're going to lose more money you're doing it because you because you just want to help and make a difference and then suddenly I don't know why that person did that, but whether it be the pressures of life, work, things that he hasn't dealt with, has felt it so bad that he's taken his own life and yet he's had such an impact on other people, which he probably never even really realised, because we don't hear that. And this is where I think it's so important to sort our demons out. We've all got them, haven't we? We've all got things, we've all got hang-ups, and we've all got reasons why we're doing these jobs. You know, maybe it's from a personal experience. Maybe it's from someone in our family has had something happen then we think we want to go and make a difference but then we just drive and drive and drive and it's really quite like this I can't stop I can't let up and then we burn out and this is where I think if you're not doing it if you're not resting when you need to rest if you're not taking breaks when you need to take breaks if you're not willing to do that for yourself do it for them because they need you. It is as simple as that. I feel really passionate about it. They need you. So when you think, actually, I do need a bit of a break here. I need a bit of recoup. And you're worried about what other people think of you. Just think of that person. Picture that person that needs you in the future. And think, actually, am I going to let that other person's opinion drive me to keep working so that in the future I'm not going to be as available for that person. Because we all it's all inherently wired in us to worry what other people think. But other people's opinions don't mean shit, really. It's just their opinion based on their beliefs. So if someone says to me, if I'm sat down outside my office having some food, and I'm outside and people go, oh, you're not very busy then, oh, you've got time for a break. I know that's nothing to do with me. That's, that I know now, that before would have made me not want to have a break. But I realise that's based on them. That's based. That's all to do with them. Nothing to do with me. That's on their beliefs. And, and I look at them and go, do what? I look at these people and sometimes I think, well, you look very tired. You look like you could do with the rest. And I think, would I go to that person for advice? If I wanted advice on not burning out, would I go to that person? Probably not. So I'm certainly not going to... If I'm not going to take their advice, I'm certainly not going to listen to their criticism. And that could be really difficult, this fear of what other people think. But I think when you have a purpose, and I realised this after I spoke to this person about his experience, and I was literally just going back in to deal with, you know, to carry on dealing with this job, it gave me this drive. 
like nothing else but this real focus like I'm getting this done and that's a very different energy to a negative anxiety type energy which often we're working from and it melted away what other people thought I just thought I'm doing what's right I'm doing it if I need to rest I rest then when I work I'm really working but I'm doing it for those people so don't always think that you need to work for those people you also need to take care of yourself for those people otherwise you're not going to be there for them and having that purpose when you've got a clear intention and you've got purpose what you'll find is you can overcome the fears of failure you can overcome the inner critic you've got the self-judgment you can overcome the fear of other people's opinions because you you're you've got something bigger than you that's driving you and this is the thing because our brain our primitive brain wants to focus on us and it gets very fearful we don't want to make mistakes so when we're fearing what other people think and we're fearing mistakes what we're doing is that's our part of our brain very natural part is worrying about us and we think we're thinking about the other people on the outside and doing that but actually what we're doing is our brain is just going there's danger i don't want to look stupid i want to get everything perfect and the singly the best way to overcome that singly the best way to overcome that is to go to put yourself in the shoes of the person that you're helping the person that you're serving and go what would they want me to do what would they want would they want me to worry about what this person thinks of me or would they want me to do what's right <laughs> and i find it's really helped my decision making so what i would find before is i would be to say um i would just suddenly think this is the right thing to do but then my inner critic would come in and go what would other people think what would other people do what would other people say <clears throat> and my head would start sort of spinning i think no i'm not going to do that but often what i've realized is that little voice that comes up and goes that's the right thing to do is for me the right thing to do and then that sort of more logical brain kicks in that's worrying what other people think but when i know i'm doing this for a person i've got them pictured in my head maybe i've even got the person right in front of me i can overcome all of that shit i had it the other day as i was driving some people home and i just thought i need to separate these two people and speak to them even though i'd spoken to them already i just needed to separate them they were two people come from custody we were dropping them off um they didn't have any phones we take them all couldn't get them another phone and i was like i need i really need to know these people are going to be safe and the first thing was well this is easy i'm just going to tell them i need to speak to you one at a time and keep one in the car keep one out and have those conversations but the instant voice in my head was what will my colleague think now you've probably got no judgment at all but that's what our brain does what will they think oh am i doing the right right thing and suddenly start overthinking it and over questioning it and it's that that a few years ago would have maybe then go oh i'm not going to do that because i don't want to look stupid i don't want to get it wrong that's my brain focusing on me but it's not that i've eliminated that voice i just have a greater purpose now and i don't let that voice take control literally as soon as i met, i had this thought this is what i want to do i need to separate them and speak to them that then little negative voice come up and i was just like i had this picture of this person actually they were right in front of me that i was like they need me to do this what would they want if they're sat there and they're actually thinking i got something to tell you and in this situation i'm a bit too scared to tell you they would want me to step up face my fears and do that 
and that's what I did and it feels so great after and this is really what we call self-confidence because confidence is when you're brave and bravery is when you don't fear stuff you just do it like if I'd done that a hundred times I wouldn't then worry about it self-confidence is having courage it's feeling the fear having those doubts that niggling voice but listening to that intuition doing it anyway and having your own back and then being able to reflect and evaluate your performance and learning for next time and not having self-judgment that is self-confidence because you know, if I had done that, then maybe it didn't work out as planned. If I then beat myself up for it, that self-judgment isn't going to help me move on. This is, we want self-confidence. Very different to arrogance. People think, people think well, if you're confident, you're arrogant. And they, and they almost shy away and keep themselves back. Arrogance is the opposite of self-confidence. Self-confidence is very vulnerable. You're willing to feel all that discomfort. You're willing to even vocalize and accept that you feel nervous because you're worried what other someone else is is going to think but you do it anyway arrogance is pretending that you don't care what anyone thinks when really you do and you're probably quite insecure and you're trying to prove yourself and arrogance is all like putting up this big shield so no one can actually see the real vulnerabilities you're hiding self-confidence is just removing that shield of arrogance and then go in, I'm just going to be vulnerable and I'm going, to, I'm going to be able to handle it all. And it's such a freeing way to live. But the main thing is, we've got to take care of ourselves. Whatever it is, I, I did a podcast on habits. If you think, if you're, if you're not looking after yourself, if you're overeating, over drinking, what would these people in your life want you to do? They want you to take care of yourself so you, you're there, you're on the game. When you're knackered, they want you to rest so that when you were there, you were 100% present and you were, you were actually fighting for what they want. So don't always think that you've got to work yourself into the ground for something that you love because it's that approach that's actually going to make you withdraw from the game. And being someone that's come back into the game with a very different approach, I've been back in... Um, on child protection since June 21 and it's such a different experience I've got my love and my passion back for this job and sometimes sometimes I question that and it drops but then I can look and go I can have conversations with someone like that person and realise the impact it's having and you haven't even got to wait to speak to these people all you've got to do is just imagine that person think back of the people you've helped where are they now in their lives you've probably had an impact on them and you, you you're probably still having an impact on them that you never know so keep yourself in the game look after yourself and don't think you've got to compare yourself to anyone work harder than anyone else just be you because that's enough that's all people need they just need you to be you so have a good one take care of yourself and I mean it look after yourselves Take it safe. Stay safe out there. Thanks for listening today. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from this podcast, please forward it on to them. And if you want to know any more, then please do not hesitate to email me at johnnybevan at outlook.com. That's J-O-N-N-Y-B-E-V-A-N at outlook.com. And also follow me on Instagram um, at Johnny Bevan or on Facebook 
I am Johnny Bevan, the Police Burnout Coach. Have a great time and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.